listen, I, I stayed up crying for two nights because I couldn't know, I couldn't feed him. You're not alone on this. Like I get it. It's hard. Um, and I think that's something that I feel like a lot of new bloggers should not get discouraged on if they want to write about animals. Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I am talking with Paige Nato about her cat blog, Live Long and Posper. This year, she has learned a ton about SEO, grown her blog to over 50,000 page views per month, and been accepted to Mediavine. She shares some of her favorite resources for learning about search engine optimization, which has been the key to her blog growth this year. We also talk about her Pinterest strategies that drive about 50% of her website's traffic. I loved having a chance to geek out about pet blogging, so I hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I do. If you want to learn more about the resources that Paige and I talk about in this episode, you can find all of them in the Wear, Wag, Repeat resource guide. I update this guide all the time to include the apps, tools, websites, books, even the squeakers that my guests on this show recommend to make the most of their pet industry business. Just go to wherewagrepeat.com slash guide and you can get free access to this document. Paige Nato is the owner of Live Long and Pawspur, a blog that works to help pet owners learn about their pets, especially cats, in a fun and informative way. Paige is a lifelong pet lover with four rescue cats. She is passionate about lifelong learning to discover the best ways to care for her pets and loves to share that information with others. Paige continues to expand her blog and has grown page views for Live Long and Posper by more than 600%. This led her to recently be accepted into Mediavine. Outside of blogging, Paige is active in CrossFit and enjoys relaxing with her fiance and pets. Hey, Paige. Hello. How How are are you? you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing super good. Um, I'm really excited to get to know you. Um, since you are a cat blogger, I feel like our paths don't really cross as much as I, my path crossed with like other dog bloggers. Um, but pep, cat blogging, I'm sorry, cat blogging is like a whole world in and of itself, right? Right. I know. I feel like a lot of times people lump pet blogs in with each other and they think that dog bloggers talk to cat bloggers and so on. And, you know, they're just, they're so different. Um, and I do talk a little bit about dogs cause I was originally going to do the high overarching of pets. Um, but I have kind of focused on cats, but, um, it is crazy how many pet bloggers there are and how yeah, they're going. It's so funny. And everyone can have like their own little niche. I know there's even like horse bloggers and bird bloggers and all kinds of specific bloggers out there. It's crazy. It's awesome. (laughs) So was there a specific pet or like a specific thing that happened that inspired you to start this blog? 
Um, there was. So I've had animals basically my whole life. Um, I got a rescue cat. Her name is Phoebe. She was, she's the first of the four. Um, and she kind of really piqued my interest in cats. Um, and then when we adopted, um, we have a cat, her name is Wobbles. Um, she was attacked by another animal when she was little and she had a rescue mom that kind of, you know, really cared for her and brought her back, um, through everything. Um, and kind of just bringing those two into our household really, you know, showed me that I have a passion for, for animals and that I enjoy learning about them. And then when I've caught on that people were starting to ask me for advice on cats and dogs and, you know, how to care for their cats, you know, I really saw that there could be a a good value for, for, for cat moms. Yeah. I mean, cat momming, I, I, there aren't too many cat, like dedicated cat people that I've had on the show. Um, but a couple, a couple of months ago, I had um, someone from the site Cat Explorer on yeah. and they're in Australia and all about taking your cat places. Um, you know, so it's, it's interesting, even within like the cat niche, there's a lot of different areas you can focus on. So did you, so you mentioned that you kind of got inspired because people were asking you so many questions about how to take care of their cats. Was there like a specific question that you got a million times or like a certain blog post that really um, a lot of- like went crazy at the beginning? Sorry. Um, yeah. So I feel like a lot of them were mainly like, you know, why is my cat doing this? Or like my cat's scratching like all of my furniture. What can I do? Um, and, you know, I was probably going through the same thing. Um, we've tried, we were trial and error with Phoebe, just like most people are with their firstborn child. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I tried a lot of things and then I also got a lot of questions of like, I want to adopt a cat, but I have no idea how to go, go about doing it. Like, what do I even do? How do I even get started? Um, and Phoebe was kind of thrown in to my life. My, my grandpa actually found her on his back porch and was like, someone needs to take this cat. So I took her. So it just kind of wasn't even a option of going into it easily. It was, I needed to get everything I needed, have a cat and learn how to take care of her. Um, but a lot of people have the option of, you know, doing their research and getting all the things they need beforehand and figuring out how to, you know, mesh them with their other dog, other cat or kids. So those were asked a lot by me. Yeah, people. It's amazing. People tend to ask like very, like we would think of them as being very basic questions, but people just really don't even know where to begin sometimes. And those can be really good high traffic blog posts. (laughs) Right. Yeah, they still are some of my like most popular ones. And the other ones that are doing really well that I, you know, kind of like the ones that I think are really simple are like, can cats eat bacon? Can cats eat? (laughs) Like just a very basic, but a lot of people, you know, they're probably trying to feed their cat the foods that they're eating. And that's something that for the longest time I never thought like, oh, of course you can give cats bacon. Like, you know, but people are asking. Yeah. People are asking funny questions. So, um, so those kind of blog posts can be really good for traffic. Have you noticed, like, has there been anything else that you've noticed in the past year as your, as your traffic has kind of like exploded really? Um, what have been like the big things that have driven that? So there's been a couple things, you know, obviously I've done a lot of research when it comes to Pinterest and search engine optimization and, 
you know, posts like that are going to obviously going to do pretty well within search engines and get you some traffic. Um, the ironic thing was when I started my blog, you know, I tried to write a lot about the questions that I was getting from other people. Um, about six or seven months into blogging, um, we actually adopted a, uh, or we rescued a newborn kitten. Um, and she was only about a week old. And so we had to bottle feed her, take care of her from start to finish. And I kind of took a little hiatus on blogging until she got her forever home. Um, and after that, I, you know, just kind of took a step back and was like, I really want to write about this is something I really want to write about. People may not care, but I really want to write about how I cared for this two week, three week, four week and so on old kitten. Um, and actually that, that exploded and it was something I wasn't expecting. And so that's kind of one thing that I'm always shocked about is just because you think people don't want to hear it. That's not always the case. So you mentioned SEO. So like when you're usually writing blog posts, do you do like keyword research and figure out like what people might be searching for and that kind of like dictates your traffic or your content a little bit? Yeah, sometimes. Um, I had a friend teach me uh, and I won't go into detail because I know she has a whole course on this on this strategy. Well, but, mention what's her what's her course in case uh, someone wants to do it. Um, so well, the two people that I have helped me so much with SEO. Um, one girl doesn't have her co- her a course, but her name is Katie Boykin. Um, highly recommend her for search engine. And then um, Debbie Gartner's uh, SEO books have been amazing. Um, and kind of the basic that one of the very like three hundred thousand feet things that they do is to look at your competitors what are your competitors doing well and is there a gap um and so you know i was kind of looking at some people that were doing really well on pet blogs and um you know if i saw that they were writing about something like can cats eat you know chicken you know, there was, I didn't see a whole lot of posts about bacon. So I knew I could probably rake pretty high for bacon, which is a super simple way of doing it. But, you know, kind of seeing what's, what's even not out there yet, which I know that can be hard, but there's definitely stuff that people are having a hard time finding. Yeah. Well, and I think it's like uh, having a, an open mindset about it too. Like you said, you might see a post that said, can cats eat chicken? And you're like, well, they're already writing about that topic, but you have to kind of be open-minded and see like the little, the little holes that you can fill in, like can cats eat bacon? Right. Well, and then, you know, the other thing that I've seen on a lot of blog sites is like, um, you, everyone's going to have their own spin. And a lot of times people will go to two or three or even five different blog posts to get people, different people's opinion on it. Um, and so I knew that I could, even the ones that I knew my competitors had written about, I can write about it in a different way. Um, you know, my whole style of blogging is that I am basically a friend talking to you like I would be talking to my friends for advice. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of veterinarians that will give you the exact, like, breakdown of what goes into chicken and the protein of it. And, you know, that wasn't the style that I went for of with bait, like when, like with bacon or with my newborn kittens was, listen, I, I stayed up crying for two nights because I couldn't know, I couldn't feed them. You're not alone on this. Like I get it. It's hard. Um, and I think that's something that I feel like a lot of new bloggers should not get discouraged on if they want to write about animals. Yeah, I think it's a common thing, not just in blogging, but just like in business in general is that you feel like it's already been done or someone's already doing it. But like, if you haven't done it, then it hasn't been done in your own way. You know, everyone kind of has their own unique perspective. Exactly. 
Um, but that's interesting that you can have like the SEO researched posts, but then also the newborn kitten stuff, which was just like your passion that you just wrote about it. Cause you're like, I'm doing this cause I feel like it. <laughs> and both of those can perform really well. Yeah. So it's, and it's always finding that balance and, you know, there's going to be things like I have written posts where I'm like, this is going to go viral. Like, and it's gotten like two page views <laughs> and, you know, but then I've written stuff where I'm like, this is just a, you know, I don't really care. Nothing much will happen to it. And, you know, it'll, it'll spike up. So, yeah. Well, and I think, um, I don't know about you, but I've also found it's important to go back to your old post because as you learn, like we're always learning more about SEO and optimization and researching and we're just always learning. So it's good to go back sometimes to your old posts. Like I had this post that I had written years ago about how to take your dog to a party, like just tips on tire them out and you know, whatever. And I thought it was like such a great post and I was like, oh, check it off my list. I've already done this. And it like gets no traffic. And I'm like, why? You know, I I was looking at like blog post topics and I was doing some SEO research and that came up as like a good one. And and I was like, this isn't getting any traffic, but I already did it. And I went back and looked at it and it was like the worst (laughs) post ever. There was like no headings at all. There was like no keywords in the text. It was just like so short and not good at all. And um, meanwhile, I thought I had like done an amazing job at it. So, you know, as you learn more, it's important to go back and like check yourself. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually also helped with SEO. Um, that's another thing that I like to do for that is, you know, when you're first writing your blog posts, you're you have like no domain authority. You are you're nobody. Um, so you could be writing for high topic information and not be ranking for it. And then as you you know as you grow and you start to get an authority, you can go back to those old blog posts and add in a couple keywords here and there that, you know, you maybe didn't think you could rank for before, and that could shoot it up. And it's so crazy how just kind of tweaking with Google can really, you know, cause a a ripple effect. Yeah, that's really good advice. Um, And also, while you're updating those, like to put internal links back and forth. I'm so lazy about doing that. But that's if you're going to go update something, you might as well. My favorite thing about my online shop is finding new dog mom makers to partner with on exclusive collaborations. This fall, I added three new dog mom brands to the Wear Wag Repeat shop. Their items are all handmade in the USA and inspired by their own dogs. Get your paws on our limited edition pink Wag the Vote bandana. It is very L Woods. Or try out a new all-natural paw balm, tasty organic treats, or our signature fall favorite, the Wet Noses candle that's made with dog-safe ingredients. Since you're a podcast listener, I'd love to share a special promo code just for you. Visit shop.wearwagrepeat.com and at checkout, type in podcast to get 15% off your first order. That's shop.wearwagrepeat.com, promo code podcast. Um, 
Um, so let's talk about let's talk about Pinterest because the reason I actually reached out to you in the first place is because I was looking for pet bloggers who were just like really good at Pinterest and your account came up in my search, um, which it, it was hard to research that because Pinterest has just kind of changed where they put things. I know. Pinterest lately. is always changing. Yeah. Um, my profile looks totally different this week than it did last week, which is annoying me, but <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's, but let's talk about Pinterest. Um, and you know, is that a big traffic driver for your site? So I would say that I'm, I'm now about 50, 50, uh, with search engine and Pinterest, um, search engine starting to, you know, peak away, but, but again, with Pinterest being as finicky as it is, I'm not surprised right now. Um, <laughs> but you know, I really started with Pinterest. I got basically every Pinterest book that I could think of, which I don't recommend. Um, <laughs> and, um, it really, that was really what drove my traffic up until I even learned about SEO, which I really didn't learn about until about February for this, of this year. Um, so that's always been massive for me. Uh, and again, I feel like trial and error is the biggest thing with Pinterest and um, putting your ego aside. So I would put... Elaborate on that. What do you mean? So I would, uh, you know, spend, you know, an hour on a pin. That's that's dramatic. But, you know, I'd spend a long time creating a pin and I would love it and I would, you know, post it everywhere and be like, this one's going to go viral and I would get no traffic. And, you know, a lot of times I would have to kind of put my ego aside and ask people like, you know, does this pin stand out to you? Or when you're seeing it with someone else... Maybe is it lost in the shuffle or am I using, you know, muted colors or the fonts not readable? Um, And so really kind of just because I think it looks good doesn't necessarily mean that's what, you know, the people that are going to be wanting to click the link are going to be going towards. And that was something that once I kind of learned that and I was able to, you know, put my, put my interests aside and really focus on what I think, what I noticed other people were doing. Um, I noticed my Pinterest really started taking off. So what were some of those changes that you made? Like you mentioned not using muted colors or something like that. Yeah. So it's, um, so it's funny. There are like, um, I got my brand colors and I was sticking with those and those seemed to help a little bit, but, um, it was really just trial and error. So I have one pin that is a year old. It is not a cute pin in my opinion, (laughs) Um, but it brings like most of my traffic every day from Pinterest. Um, And it was just, you know, it's a a little picture of a cat hugging each other. And for whatever reason, you know, they like people like that picture. Um, So it's kind of something that I would kind of mimic and say, I noticed that this pen is doing really well. So, you know, big fonts and big, um, really simple photos seem to do really well on Pinterest. Um, and then recently one thing that's really helped me is, um, Carly Cabell has a Pinterest template that she can send out to people every month. And it has, um, I want to say 10, um, don't, don't quote me on that if it's not 10, <laughs> but I think it's like 10 Pinterest templates. So you can actually, um, use her work that's tried and true and just fill it out. And it, um, it makes it so much easier. And what then I'll do with those is the ones that do really well. I'll kind of tweak those and, you know, use a different, um, a, f- a different photo or a different color and see if people tend to like that color more or, 
Um, and it's really just having to break apart the pin and see what did well. Yeah. Just, it hurts. So it sounds like you're creating a lot of different versions for every post. Is that right? Oh yeah. I probably create about 10 at this point. Um, obviously when I start out, I only do about one or two for the new posts, but as time goes on, I try to actually loop back and do uh, a different pin for um, each post so that it goes up to about 10 and then I will give it a little bit of a breather and then I might revamp it and, and go back. <laughs> do you use Tailwind? So I do. Um, I'm definitely not an expert on it. Um, so I have not completely gotten that figured out. Um, actually, that's something my fiance helps me with. So oh, that's he nice. Does, yeah, he'll do ta- I'll create the pins and he'll actually do Tailwind um, on Sundays for me um, normally. And uh, that's his creative outlet. Um, oh, that's cool. I'm always like fiddling around with my Tailwind. I I add so much stuff in there and I'm just assuming it's all going out as planned. <laughs> right. I know. There there needs to be a like full tailwind course because I feel like it's there's so much untapped potential that, you know, you think you, you hit gold with something and then you try to mimic it and then it doesn't work. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I love looking at that too. You know, I'm in a bunch of tribes and um it'll show you like what the top pins are for that week. And I love looking at those and seeing like which pin got pinned like 70 times or like shared or whatever they call right. it in tribes. Um, and I, that's a great way to get, you know, content inspiration too, to see like, can dogs eat blueberries, you know, is the most popular pin of, right. of the week or something. And you can kind of get some inspiration to do a spin on that too. Yeah. And you can also even get like, sometimes I'll use tri- uh, the tribes to, uh, get like inspiration on how I want to design it. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I had one where they had, it was so simple. It was all white. They had one picture at the bottom and it was like black font. And it was like the simplest pin. And it was ranking high on uh, the tribes for the week. And I was like, I I can try it. It's just, it's just black and white. And I had, um, I had a pin go like a little mini viral. Oh, cool. That's a good idea. Like, you know, because I do have like my own templates that I use in Canva mm-hmm. um, with like my brand colors and everything. And like I know which one of my pin, what like styles of mine perform well. But like I never really thought about using Tailwind in that way, like to, to kind of, you know, replicate the, the pin templates, like not the content necessarily, but right. like the template. That's such a good idea. Yeah. I mean, someone figured it out. I might as well <laughs> ride their coattails, right? Yeah. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, I don't think. Um, I'm going to probably spend the rest of the day doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now, okay, like in the couple minutes that we have left here on this episode, um, I do want to talk a little bit about Mediavine, um, since that's like such a hot topic for pet bloggers and everyone's like trying to get there. And if you're listening and you're not sure what it is, um, it's an ad network where um, you have to have, now they've raised it to 50,000 page views per month. And when you're accepted to it, they'll put ads on your site and you can make money off of them. So um, you just got accepted into it this summer. So tell us about that. 
Yeah. So um, I got accepted into Monumetrics earlier this year, which um, for those who don't know, again, it's an ad site. It's about 10K views. Um, and I was really pushing for the media vine. Um, I was really lucky that during quarantine, I actually had um, a post go viral. Um, and that really kind of helped me push me over the edge. Um, but, you know, I feel like just the consistency is the biggest thing that gets people to Mediavine. And then you just need a stroke of good luck to kind of put you over the edge. Um, so I got, I got really lucky. I remember telling my friends like, I might get there guys. I might actually get there. Um, but, and of course they probably have like no idea what you're talking right. about. They're like, <laughs> they're like, you're on ads, you're fine. And I'm like, you don't <laughs> understand. Like, this is what I, every blogger, I feel like that's their goal is to get on Mediavine. Um, so yeah. And getting accepted was really great. Um, they're a great company to work with. Um, they put ads on my site. They basically handled everything. If I didn't want to do any of the coding, I just had to give them my login, <laughs> which oh, I nice. liked. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like the biggest thing with getting to Mediavine is, you know, being consistent and, uh, I did three or four posts in a week for about three months, wow. um, and I just was pumping them out, um, just trying to get to, I think someone said, like, there's a magic number of a 1,000, 100,000 words, you know, really starts to get you um, higher, and so I was like, I'm going to get there, I'm going to get to that 100,000 page views and write it out, um, and that's kind of what happened, so... Wow. Well, and before we hit record, something that you mentioned to me, which I thought was so interesting, was that once you hit that 50K and get accepted, you don't necessarily have to have 50K. Like if the next month, if you're at 40K, they're not going to dump you. Like once you're in, you're in. And I just thought that was something really like motivational to tell people <laughs> because it's like, it's very scary and it's so much work to get to that level. And, um, you don't want to like get there and then like fall off. <laughs> right. I know my, my fear was that. Um, so like I said, I hit my peak and I applied like the day that I had like I'd hit my 50 K. Um, and the whole time I was like, just, just stay there. And as soon as they accepted me, you know, it was almost like a release. And a, a couple days later, I noticed the virality of my pin and some of my posts started to go down and it's just such a relief. And, you know, they they want to stick with you with the long haul. They know that you might only be at 50k, you might drop back down to 40k, even 30k, but they know if you, you know, if you obviously you did something right to get to the 30k, so hopefully you're going to get to the 100k and the 120 and you know, they'll see you as a real asset later on. Um which does put a lot of relief once you actually see that acceptance letter. That's nice. Well, and it sounds like they're almost like like a partner, like they're there to support you and, and help you and, um, not like be critical of your numbers. Yeah. It's really great too, because you can, um, even kind of talk to them if they're posting pins that maybe, or they're posting ads that maybe, um, don't go well with your brand. You can, you know, you can request it or change it. Um, you know, I've also reached out to them when I first start, first got on and was like, I need to optimize as quickly as possible. So I know they usually will have like a ramp where they, you know, don't put too many on or they put them in 
the very basic places and then they slowly start adding more when they can kind of track how well you're doing. And I was like, I need you to (laughs) go straight for what you know will work. And, you know, and it was really great because they did, you know, two weeks in, they were like, yep, we'll we'll work, we'll work with you. We'll get your, um, your numbers a little bit higher. And, you know, they're just continuing to grow, which, um, means they're doing something right for them and and for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You are living the dream, girl. Um, (laughs) So tell tell everyone, where can they, um, if they want to check out your site and all that you do, where can they find you online? Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously I'm on my blog, uh, livelongandprosper.com. I am also on Instagram, um, it's live long and prosper with just an underscore underneath. Um, I also have a Facebook page, um, and I am probably the annoying one in all of the Facebook blog groups <laughs> asking all of the questions. Um, but yeah, I if you it's guys not have annoying, any questions, it's just curious, right? I'm asking the questions people are afraid to ask. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone look for Paige and all the Facebook groups and, um, and go check out her site. And if, if you, um, don't want to figure out how to type it in, just go to where or just click on the show notes below this episode and you can find all the links there too. Thank you. Thank you. Before this episode ends today, stick around because I want to share a special bonus Q&A that I did with pet business automation coach, Natasha Banyan. She is back to talk about the Game Changers Pet Care Summit that she's hosting October 7th through the 9th. Welcome back, Natasha. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, I'm so excited. We're so close to the summit. So now this week, if you if you missed it, the previous four weeks, Natasha told us all about the summit and the speakers and taking the you out of your business and just so much great valuable information. Um, but today we're going to talk about fun stuff, which is freebies and bonuses and all of that good stuff that comes with the summit, which is free to begin with too. Yes. So that was a big thing. Like, A lot of us love going to in-person conferences, not just for the information, but like for the swag bags and like the free stuff, right? (laughs) So we were like, what can we do to still keep this very conference-y, but do it virtually? So all of our masterminds have come together to put together awesome PDFs, um, opportunities to get free coaching. So we're going to be giving out, especially myself, one hour free coaching sessions to different people who jump into um, our hat, we call it, and we'll be doing a drawing. And I'm going to be selecting four lucky people to collect one hour free coaching, which is a great value. I don't even need to tell you guys the value of it, but it's awesome. Um, And then also we are going to be allowing two free members to come into our membership group. Our membership group is where we're going to deep dive on every single topic we talked about in the community and more, Um, but those two lucky members will be able to get their full year, no charge, just for being awesome in the conference. Um, You're going to also see eBooks, and I have my subscription boxes going out, and I'm going to be doing um, services with Uber and Chipotle gift cards, Starbucks gift cards. Um, everything else I want to throw in the bag. <laughs> so oh, sick. you've got lots of prizes. Yes, so like, I love the goodies. Tune in all three days, there'll be kind of like 
sprinkled throughout. Exactly. They will be sprinkled through the three days. So definitely come into the free summit. You never know when your name is going to be called or when the opportunity is going to drop. So make sure you are there and paying attention. We will have a live comment box going on. So we'll be able to shout your name. We'll know you're there. Um, And we get to hang out with you and enjoy the party. Awesome. Well, so if everyone wants to sign up for this, um, tell us again, what is the website to sign up for the summit? Yeah, the website is sssummit.com, startscalesalesummit.com. And it is coming up October 7th through the 9th. You have like a ton of speakers. It's three days. You can do it from home or you can sit at a coffee shop and watch it. Um, That's the great thing about virtual is you don't have to travel to like any random city. (laughs) Yeah, that is. It's like a convenience. Yes, yes. So um, if anyone has any questions, reach out to me or to Natasha and we'll point you in the right direction to sign up for this. Um, And I can already hear sweet little Lucy is barking over here to remind us that she has a special promo code. Yay! (laughs) So if you uh, do the summit, Lucy wants to make sure that you don't miss out um, because Natasha, like she mentioned, has this membership program that's every single month. Um, And if you use code Lucy20, you can get 20% off your first month of that and be a part of her community um, for less than $50 a month, which is, which is super awesome what to get this like much expertise about this episode? for that. So find me on Instagram you, at Team Natasha, and let me know and, um, what thanks for sharing everything about the summit with us. You, you are starting very welcome. Growing Thank you. your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.